This week on the Wounded Warriors in Action podcast, host John McDaniel sits down with Jake Whipke, as well as Dan Dahl and Dave Studenka of the Southwest Ohio Ducks and Bucks Mission, supporting the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation. Let's join John now. Today's date is, is 10 March 2022. My name is John McDaniel, and I am the founder and CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action, and welcome to our podcast. And it is my distinct pleasure to introduce to you three great Americans that uh, have been helping support the foundation for 11 years, have been uh, conducting an operation um, in southwest Ohio. Uh, I think it's like in your face, waterfall in your face. Isn't that what you guys call it? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it, that. We put, we, we uh, slipped that in probably two years ago. And then uh, this, now it's just ducks and bucks, Danny. Ducks and bucks. Uh, yeah. We had a foul in your face. Uh, I like it. Foul. Oh, yeah. You know, you had, you had a deer. Yeah. Foul in foul your, your face. face. So, and we also have Jake, I'll start with Jake Whipke. Jake is back on the podcast because Jake has been supporting this amazing event. I, I, mean, I want to say almost every year, right? I mean, don't you, if not every year, many, many times, you're very good friends with um, Dave and Dan. And, and with us tonight, um, we have um, uh, Dan Dahl and Dave Studenka and, of course, Jake Whipke. And uh, I would just like to welcome all of you on our podcast, uh, Honor, Connect, and Heal. And I would like to start out with um, Dave, if you don't mind, would introduce yourself to everybody, please. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here, gentlemen. Um, and I know we had some bullet points about how the questions that were going to be asked. Um, and I guess when when we look back to just how Danny and I got together and the foundation, the uh, Southwest chapter was started, we had known each other for quite a long time prior to. Um, in fact, Danny's uncle uh, Danny has a, a good friend, um, his cousin, Eric Wetterk. So I had known Danny prior to the foundation, our chapter starting. Um, so a little bit about myself is, uh, I'm 48 years old. I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, spent most of my early young adult life, uh, hunting and fishing, uh, Portsmouth, Ohio specifically. So I was raised, um, just in that element, it, it was that's something I'll never change, and I continue to pass it on. That's uh, a beautiful thing. And like Gabe said, that first event, it was never about how many ducks we harvest. It's about the people you're with. So that was kind of like, you know, it right just on. really hit me in the beginning. And, and all we did was just bring what our passion is and everything we enjoy every spring and fall and winter to the foundation when we finally uh, became involved with it. So, yeah, I'm a father. Um been married to my wife for uh i gotta think about this number i think it's 19 back out now give or take one or two margin of error um (laughs) i've got three boys (laughs) yes i am a father of three boys uh my oldest son is ben uh he's 16 and i have twin uh boys who are 13 jacob and cole uh heavily active and outdoors and sports and and uh, we stay busy, and um, we look forward to baseball practices and all the lacrosse hmm. and football and basketball. And so that's just a little bit about myself. And um, and uh, that's, I mean, hunting was such a huge thing growing up in our family. I mean, it was uh, spent 
you know, the winters down in Portsmouth, Ohio, and Dad and I used to go on trips together, and it was just, it was so instrumental. It just was, our, it was our DNA, and it was passed down for generations. So, continuing to uh, pass it along right. to my kids, and of course, uh, more importantly, the foundation and the heroes we serve. You work for Cat, is that right? That's correct. I'll have uh, that twenty. True? I'll have twenty years in this December at Caterpillar uh, Equipment Sales. So what what do you do? You sell you sell heavy you sell you sell heavy heavy metal. What I mean, what is it you do? Yeah, Cat? I'm an equipment salesman. So I basically sell Caterpillar equipment, the brand name Caterpillar equipment, and then of course Allied uh, implement as well, different brands and stuff like that. But majority, I work for Ohio Cat, which is the dealer, the sole Caterpillar dealer in Ohio. So mm-hmm. we represent 13 stores in Ohio. Excellent. So it's interesting how a lot of people that I come around every day are, um, they all hunt and they all fish. So we've kind of been able to kind of connect our line of work. And, and, and I'll mention that later, of course, when mm-hmm. we start to get into some of the people that have helped uh, grow this chapter. And graciously, monetarily, they've supported it and they've helped out uh, in so many ways. We can't thank them enough. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, D- Danny Dahl's with us too. Um, Dan, uh, welcome. And, and tell us, uh, you know, tell us about yourself. Um, yeah. So I'm, once again, I'm Dan Dahl and uh, was from Ohio. Uh, now I'm in uh, Rising Sun, Indiana. So made a big move this last year. It's been an interesting one, uh, sure enough. But uh, yeah, I've got two kids, kids, uh, Ryan and Hannah. Uh, my daughter's uh, in Philadelphia, but actually just got into grad school. She's going to uh, Wisconsin, so she'll be heading up there. Uh, my son is 21 uh, years Wisconsin. old. Oh, yeah. Yep. She tried to get to Ohio State, and not Ohio State, but Michigan, but uh, she uh, didn't want to go there, so she ended up at uh, Wisconsin, but great school. Um, but my son, 21 mm-hmm. years old, he's doing great. Um, he's living back in Ohio right now, so we're, we're doing really good, and my wife is uh, doing well also. But, uh, you know, I, we started with the foundation uh, over 10 years ago. And I believe I contacted you, John, because I, I basically found it on the website. I found, you know, Wounded Warriors in Action mm-hmm. on the website. And uh, like I said, me and uh, Stu, we just always kind of want to do something like this. And we were talking about it. And uh, I recently just retired from uh, Ohio National Guard and, uh, you know, contacted you and just made sense to want to be able to help help guys that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen firsthand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did, uh, you know, I did a deployment over in Iraq and uh, I was with the 16th Engineer Brigade from Ohio, and we were under the 4th ID in there in Baghdad. So I was able to see a lot of things. Uh, pretty much, you know, I was in the in the rear with the gear, as some would say. But, um, you know, I had contact with all of our route clearance teams who basically went outside the gate every single day. And uh, just seeing, just seeing, you know, what they had to do and deal with uh, in 2006 was um, – you're pretty traumatic for these guys. And, and that's all part of, you know, me and Dave kind of trying to reach out and, and help people. Um, like I said, I had an uncle who was uh, in Vietnam blinded ever since, but you know, he didn't let anything stop him, you know, got married, had three great kids actually was, was a teacher taught. Uh, I mean, what an inspiration. Um, but you know, back then, you know, Vietnam veterans, they were not treated well at all. Um, so that's kind right. of kind of how we got behind us and thinking, okay, what can we do to help guys who really, you know, guys and girls who've had issues in combat, and it, it kind of brought that baggage with them. We, I don't, would never want to see that again. You know, come back uh, on a plane and, and get spit on or, or things like that. 
So, uh, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. how we got involved. And, and I, I guess kind of the, the end result is, you know, when we got bring these, uh, these individuals in, these heroes, um, they're really kind of shy and, and don't know quite know what to say at the beginning of the weekend. When we basically kick them out the door and, ch- and say, hey, go home, go home. <laughs> they don't want to go home. They're hugging. They're, you know, they're, you know, they're crying. They're giving oh, you know, yeah. each other high fives. Um, it's great to see. So we want to give them that sense of normalcy and just give them, yeah. you know, a big pat on the back because, you know, they, they deserve it. They've seen a lot. They're struggling sometimes. And I hope we've been able to help, you know, 10 plus years we've been doing this event. But, uh, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's kind of my background. I'm a Cincinnati fireman. Um, still got about six years to go. Um, but once again, I've been done with the National Guard for about 10 years. And, uh, but we've been happy um, doing everything we could uh, for the organization. Um, really think it does a lot of good. Well, you guys have been doing a great job. And you're, you're, you, you've done a lot of things, um, unique things to raise you know, money and awareness for the cause as well, both of you have. But I, I remember very specifically there was a, there was a bit that in, involved brown water, didn't it? Like it was a, you were, you were selling, you were, I say brown oh, water, you know, okay. bourbon, flew, flew right, right over my yeah. head. Sh- should have mentioned that. But yeah, that's uh, you just, we've had things all along the way that just kind of made, um, that just kind of fell in our lap. Uh, we, we did one um, yeah. Buffalo Trace pick where we went down and, and picked a, a, a bottle of um, Eagle Rare with Mark Kasky. He helped get that, that together for right. us. That's right. So, yeah. 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 Very good. Oh, we appreciate it. And, and you're, you, you were, were you an officer? Um, I was, uh, yeah, major, reti- major in Ohio National Guard. You, were, you retired as a major? Correct, yes. Well, we thank you for, thank you for your service, buddy. I appreciate that. You know, I'll tell you one quick story before we get to Jake, um, because I can. Hmm. Um, you were talking about Wisconsin and, and, you know, Vietnam veterans. And the other day I was at a, um, um, it, well, it was a, it was a Veterans Day event, but it was held in March at a trailer park uh, in Florida, of all things. And I was asked to, uh, you know, speak at that, and, and I did. It was a great little gathering. And as I was thinking about what I was going to say, <laughs> I was sitting there. I hadn't really decided what I was going to say, which is pretty typical of me. So, But it's, somehow it struck me, this idea of, when I was in college at the University of Wisconsin, I was a first enlisted guy. Um, and then I joined the ROTC at Madison. And um, so I, I joined as a as an MS military, you know, the, I guess MS3, uh, what, the equivalent of a junior in the program. My, my time, previous time in service exempted me from the first two years of ROTC, which was great. And um, so I joined, I was young, younger than everybody in my class, but I got to enter the program as a junior, which was excellent for me. And um, so I remember the labs were on Thursday. Now, mind you, Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin, you know, it's a great academic institute. It's a great place to, 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 to party. It's like, you know, one of the greatest, you know, party campuses on the planet, Right. And there's great things there. You know, the capital's there. There's lots of, you know, there's outdoor sporting activities. It's just a wonderful campus and a great, you know, institution of, of higher learning, if you will. But it's also very liberal. And I, when I say liberal, I mean, they, 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 used, to, they used to erect shanties on the, I'm not kidding you, shanties on the state capital lawn and smoke pot. 
And, and, I, and I, hey, if that's what you're into, that's fine. But the police didn't do anything. <laughs> and I used to think it was just hilarious, man. We we would run, we would do a run, the ROTC run around the Capitol building when they were doing it. You know, it was just it was awesome. Anyway, but um, I'd go to school on Thursdays in my my uniform, and I'd spend the night polishing my little pips. You know, that went on my. You know, I was very proud of that. I had shiny <laughs> stuff on my shoulders and on my hat, and I. Back in the day, I was you know polishing my boots, and you know I was getting all ready for lab, and I and you were supposed to wear your uniform to lab to to sort of show your pride and your you know and your service branch and all this because they were paying you a whopping hundred and ten dollars a month to do that and uh, to be in our TV program, and uh, so every now and again I I would hear you know Nazi. And I'd turn around and I'd look like who said that you know, and because I knew it was directed to me or baby killer. You know, do you think anybody would be standing there? No. But anyway, that, you know, and I was like, that that occurred to me that that actually happened many times. And I was going to kill somebody if I found them. If I did, somebody was going to, you know, somebody was going to, we were, we were going to go at it. Okay. I guarantee you. And so I actually stopped wearing my uniform because I didn't want to have an altercation uh, with somebody. It made me very livid. You know, I just wasn't a big mm-hmm. enough person at the time to deal with it, right? Um, and and uh, so I would put my uniform in my rucksack and then sneak into the ROTC building in the bathroom and change into my uniform and then wear it at, for, for ROTC day or whatever, you know? And that's sad because it's a land-grant university. I'm going on a tangent here, but that's okay. Um, and, and, and so the, the point, bring, bring this back full circle, is I was sitting there in the chair getting ready to talk in this you know, Veterans Day event, which happened to be this month. That's not Veterans Day's in November, right? But they just do it early because all the snowbirds are down here. It's a great event. And um, I was thinking about that, and um, it and it just it occurred to me like I remember going to school. I mean, this is we're talking 1983, okay? And and Vietnam at the time seemed like it was like forever ago. Like, like that was ancient history. Vietnam was ancient history. But you know what? It wasn't. You know, Vietnam, Saigon Falls in 75, right? Okay, and I'm going to school at the University of Wisconsin in 83. Do the math, it's eight years. Like eight years, you know, you guys have been yep. doing this event for 12 years. So Vietnam, the memory of Vietnam, of course, they blew up the red gym. There wasn't a, there wasn't a, and the students did, the riots. I mean, it was... I mean, it, it was a it was a hotbed for activism and all of this, right? But anyway, um, and I wanted to mention that because you know you, you, your daughter's going to the University of Wisconsin, uh-huh. and uh, you know, of course, I did, and and uh, you know, great great place. But um, yeah, I mean, it, God bless the Vietnam uh, generation. That that's who I grew up learning from. All my battalion, brigade, division commanders were all Vietnam veterans. So that's the that's the leadership that I grew up under, and and uh, you know I said to myself at the time. Here's my point. I said to myself at the time, I will do something. I promise you, I will do. So I said to my, I will do something that helps write that. I don't know what that's going to be, and I didn't know in 1983. <laughs> but you know, here we are in, in in 2022, and you know, talking to some of the greatest Americans on the planet who are helping this mission happen. And and this little thing that we are doing at the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, I think, is qualifies as something. And and wow. and I told that story for the first time because I remembered it for the first time. So I, yeah. I appreciate your patience and having me lay that out. Um, 
but now we have Jake Whipke with us. Mr. Whipke, who has the greatest beard sure. on the planet, I sure. think. It's it's hairs per square centimeter. Our Lord knows what the thread it's count dense. is there. But <laughs> God bless you. Tell us, Jake, tell us about yourself, please. Jake Whipke, I, uh, I hail from Boswell, Pennsylvania, uh, a little town in uh, southwest Pennsylvania here. Uh, have a beautiful wife, Sarah. Uh, with uh, a long-term engagement, uh, short-term marriage right now. Uh, we've been engaged forever, and I uh, just got married, I guess, a couple months ago. And uh, congratulations, Dave! I already forget mm-hmm. how long it's been, Dave. I mean, so we're, uh, like on I'm the glad same I could page open that up for Thanks you. for the invite. But uh, yeah, two. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is the problem—the invite thing. That's why we did it <laughs> at the house with uh, with just intimate family members, and uh, you know, it was it was very very low key. But uh, yeah, so have Sarah here and uh, two two beautiful boys, Camden. He just turned eight, and Easton is he'll be two in May. So uh, two little little firecrackers there, and, and kind of like Stu, we're, we're getting involved in a sports thing here, and it's <laughs> like, dude, where does it end? I don't I don't know if it ever does. So one leads right to the other one. So I, you know, I reach out to guys like Dave all the time, like, hey man, how, do you, how the heck do you handle this? How do you, mm-hmm. you, how do you hoard this hurt in the in a, yeah. a line because it doesn't work like that. So, but yeah, beautiful, uh, beautiful family. Uh, been blessed to be part of the foundation, the Window Warrior Action Foundation's uh, mission since 2008. So uh, I don't know if I have enough fingers and toes to count that up, but it, it doesn't seem that long ago. And, uh, you know, it has a lot of great things. Time sure has flown and, and led us here. And, and uh, as you guys said, I was, you know, been, been part of uh, the, the Southwest Ohio event, the team there. Uh, since I guess the first year I was there and then I missed a few years, you know, kind of in the running of it, but, uh, it's, it's just an amazing group of people. Uh, just, just a great team you guys have formed. And, uh, I mean, it shows to the dudes, they know whenever they come there, man, they're going to, they're going to get nothing but you guys absolute best. And, uh, you know, it's, it's life changing what you guys have done there. And it, it really means a lot to me. So I'm just, just happy to be part of the team and, and fit in where I can. I, I hear. I, is that your phone going turkey. off? That's my phone. That, that, that was that was my phone. Someone, someone forgot to silence their phone. Uh, there it is. You gotta it. get ready, man. It is the season. I, I know. Hey, I'm 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 excited about it. But let me let me just say before we go on to some more open discussion here. But you know, uh, for those that don't know uh, Jake and have never met him, and are tuning in for the first time, uh, Jake is a uh, Purple Heart recipient himself. I was shot uh, seven times, I think it was, in Iraq. And, um, you know, we thank you for your service. Uh, Jake was retired as a, as a, as a buck sergeant and, um, you know, with a Purple Heart. And, and for those people that don't know, um, that's what the foundation does. We, we uh, provide world-class outdoor sporting activities to our nation's combat wounded as a way to recognize their service, uh, you know, honor, recognize and honor their service, connect them with other fellow Purple Heart recipients and great communities and people um, um, like uh, the Southwest Ohio chapter and um, also connect them with the, the great outdoors. And, and when you start layering all these things together, you know, as Dan mentioned, you know, the guys leave after four or five days of, uh, you know, a world-class outdoor sporting activity. Uh, like uh, the Ducks and Bucks event that you guys do there in Ohio. And uh, they're blowing snot bubbles. You know, they're embracing <laughs> each other. They don't want to go home. Um, they, lo- they love what just happened. You know, it's, you know, it, the, there's a lot of camaraderie. 
um, a lot of respect. And it's mostly because guys like you uh, and your supporting communities are given your A game. I mean, I guarantee you, I mean, it's your A, it's the best you can do. You've been planning for it for the whole year. Yeah, and there's a ton of preparation, you know, from the fields that you've selected, the scouting you've done, uh, the equipment you employ. I mean, the the care uh, and precision that you execute the operation with. I mean, all of that is just amazing to me. And I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you put into it and all that you've done, the lies that you've touched and affected. I mean, I remember I was on the first event with Jake and... Sure. um and and I remember laying in a ground blind in a cornfield, okay. And this is it's going to bounce back to Stu here in a second. But we're laying up in a in a cornfield. It's dark. The sun's just getting ready to break the horizon, and we got a spread in front of us. I think there was a slough or something right in front of uh-huh. us, if I remember. And <clears throat> we're all locked and loaded, and. um here comes like the the sky turns like mm-hmm. black and the mallards are all cupped up and they're coming mm-hmm. into the, the spread. <laughs> my heart's in my throat and I'm like waiting for, waiting for Dave to call it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like going to crush them. They're right. Like, they're right there. You can see their beady little eyes in the twilight. Smell their right? breath. You can <laughs> smell their breath. And, and Dave's like, no, 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 no. It's not time. It's not time. I'm like, <laughs> But, you know, that's what being a good sportsman is, right? I mean, we were mm-hmm. one minute. I think by his watch, we were, we were one minute from shooting light, legal shooting light, and he wouldn't call it. And I, ha- I, had, huge, I had huge respect for that, right? That's, that's, what, that's, what the, that's the right thing to do. You did it, and um, we ended up killing a lot of ducks later anyway. But it, God bless mm-hmm. you, man. So appreciate that. So anyway, um, let me ask you, you know, Stewie, what – you know, why do you do this, man? Why, why are you doing this? And what's it do for you? Yeah, I, th- I think the way when it first came out after Dan had contacted you, John, you know, I think Danny and I just collectively, before we even had the thought in our mind about this is what we wanted to do and we wanted to kind of search out and see what was out there, you know, the Iraq war was still going on. So we were still in wartime, you know. And, I, you know, I think at the time when I first got on the Foundation website, mm-hmm. you know, the DOD – it was like 70,000 something purple hearts had already been an issued or the term correct terminology is, is there were 70,000 purple heart recipients from OIF. So when Danny and I, we kind of just looked at each other and like, you know, yeah. what, what are we doing, man? We got to do something better than, than us as people. Let, let's, let's do something for combat wounded recipients. And Danny basically was like, I think he just Google searched and found it contacted you and yeah mm-hmm. so you know <clears throat> interesting enough to go back and you think about this you know 11 years and i was telling john the other day when he first reached out to me i said you know i really don't care about anything during hunting season anymore with the exception of the third weekend of january that's it like you put everything that you have into this and nothing really matters and I think, John, at one time you said to me, you know, just don't make your expectations theirs. And I've still not been able to accept that because I want these American heroes, Jake Whipkeys, all the guys we've met over the years to be able to enjoy what we've enjoyed for so many years. And it it is still therapeutic for anybody that had a hard day at work or 
you know, their kid didn't make the baseball team to go out and, and to experience mother nature. But when you think about the changing effects of a guy that can just go in at no cost because of great people giving their land and their, and their time and their money, who will, who will mention these, these people, men and women, to be able to see what we've seen for so many years. And it's not about harvesting a six-man limit. Yeah, that's great. That's just, that's like 10% of it. It's actually just getting these guys together. And, and, and when they get here, like Danny said, it's, there's a little, you know, there's, it's tense sometimes, you know, these guys are like, okay, here I am. And I don't know any of these guys. We've talked on the phone a little bit, but they are different when they leave. And I think for so many reasons, but we've, we probably, we probably have maxed out a lot of credit cards for people that have gone home. They have bought duck hunting gear and deer blinds and decoys. And I indirectly were responsible for, you know, I hope there's been, never been yeah. any divorces, but these guys are ate up and mother nature's has provided. And it, it's, it really is. It's a great <laughs> mm-hmm. thing. And I am um, honored to be a part of the foundation. Um, I'm glad that Danny and I had that moment in time where we were able to collectively get together and say, we've been doing this for so many years. So let's just offer it up to something greater than us. And that's really what it was. The foundation gave us the tool to yeah. do that. And like a good track meet, man, you're off to the races. But I, I, uh, I, I hold it dear to my heart yeah. personally. Um, and I try to teach my kids that, you know, people will always talk about what you did for others, not for yourself. And that's kind of like how I see it is, is, uh, you know, I forget the guy that came in like two years, three years ago and, I think he mentioned on the um, after action review, he's like, I'm just ate up with duck hunting. And I think the think Southwest Ohio, I'm like accomplished. You know, we gave him something more to look forward to. Right. Hopefully during those dark times when they're yeah. having their, their moments and they're kind of looking back on some of the hardest times of their life, they can say, I'm just going to go duck hunting. Everything's better now. Good. We, we were able to be a part of that. So. Yeah. yeah, that's um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other that's good. That's good stuff, man. You know, the other day I was I was uh you know thinking about the the the, the model, right? I mean, how does this work? You know, how, you know why why is it grabs so much traction and and I think some there's a lot of reasons for that, and everybody's got their own, I think, uh, but they're all kind of similar. The one thread I think you could probably you know weave throughout. Um, is more of a subconscious thing. And, and, and it is that, hey, I went off to war, you know, and um, I fought for, for freedom in this country, and I bled in our uniform in the boots that I was issued. And it, often uh, they're discharged, you know, based on the nature of their, their, their injuries, like, you know, Jake, and, and, and now they're back on the block, and now what? Okay, and then all of a sudden they get turned on to, you know, somehow, some way by word of mouth, typically, you know, hey, there's this organization that takes guys hunting and fishing. You know, if you got a purple heart, you're good to go. And then they, they, they somehow find us, they apply, and then we provide them services. And then what happens is people like you, who they don't know and never met, are given their A game. All right. It's like your Super Bowl. You know, these guys show up, uh, everything is as perfect as it can be. And I'm not talking about lavish perfect, I'm talking about, you know, sportsman perfect. And you guys have busted your hump, making it happen. And these guys are like, who are these people? 
you know i mean if you went off and fought you know in 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 a foreign war and 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 got wounded and could no longer wear the uniform and now 5 10 15 years later or whatever it's been you know these people are opening their 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 homes and their hearts to you and and their and their resource making that available and providing you an opportunity at no cost um that meets the world class standard you know that's got to have an impact psychologically that's got to have an impact that kind of says i think hey you know what you what 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 you know what i did mattered and at least it mattered to these people in this community and and wow you know if that's not validation that i don't know what is i mean jake what what what, what do you think well, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, you hit it right on the head with the way you started. You got these guys that are yanked out of a team setting and a lot of them, you know, graduated high school, graduated college, and then they've been part of a team, you know, whether it's sporting team, or whatever, all their entire lives. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, they're not on a team anymore. You know, what do I do? I have my wife and kids at home, you know, haven't figured out what I'm going to do with this whole job thing or career thing yet. And, uh, you know, they're they're longing to be part of a team. You know, I'm a prime example. You know, I've, I've been part of sports all my life. And then, you know, get out of the military. And it's like, now what? Like, what, what part of the team am I on now? Mm-hmm. And uh, right. I think the, the foundation fills that niche. And I think that it it's all made possible by, you know, the great, great guys like, you know, Dan and Dave here that form their own team and then invite mm, these gosh. other guys that come on their team. And, hey, man, come, come be part of us and, uh, you know, fill the void that we have. And we're going to, you know, give to each mm-hmm. other. And it's amazing, you know, symbiotic relationship because, you know, they they need you as much as, you know, the hosts, they feel they, they love having these dudes as much as, you know, as yeah. the, the guys love being there. So it's it's amazing to see it work. It's the magic. We've, we've called it the magic before. And I truly mm-hmm. think that it is because it's so touching, you know, to see it happen. And it's just uh, super rewarding to be part of it. And, uh, you know, just, just to have a small piece of the magic to me is better than anything at all. So yeah. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Like 16 years ago when we, when we, when we started pulling this thing off, I remember not immediately then, but, but sometime early on when, when, when other people, you know, started reaching out to me saying, Hey, you know, I want to help. Like, you know, Dan, you know, finding this on the web and us having our first conversation, which I actually remember, you know, mm-hmm. 12 years ago. And, and, um, you know, that right there was, I was like, wow, somebody there, cause this is not, that was not the model originally. I mean, I bought a chunk of property in Northern Wisconsin yeah. and, and I was going to, I was, you've heard the saying, like the church saying, you know, build it and they'll come. That was the model. Okay. I, I was all in and I took everything I owned and, and put it in the middle yeah. of the table and said, we're going to, I'm going to do this right here. You know, I got a boat, I got a dog, I got a fifth wheel, mm-hmm. I got a chunk of property. Boom. That's all I need. And, and I was doing it, you know, I was doing it for two years before I even had a piece of paper from the IRS that said that I could do it without being taxed, you know, <laughs> and that people could give me money, you know, uh, yeah. without being, you know, without having to pay taxes on it. But, but, it, you know, the point, I guess, is that when other people like y'all came, started crawling out of the woodworks and saying, I wanted to help, you know, it's like, okay, put, put the, put the pump, the brakes on this, this healing center idea you got in Northern Wisconsin and and start taking these heroes and delivering them, you know, to to great oh. sportsmen like you know Dave and Dan here in your community. Because if you look at the model and you say, you know, it's business, and you think about it from a throughput throughput perspective, right? I mean, if they were widgets, the more widgets you can produce, the more dosage WWI dosages you could give, like the you know the inoculation, if you will, 
um, the better off you could be. And I can start serving more guys immediately if I'm distributing them across the country to great people like you. And that's what's happened. And, and so, you know, I'm kind of, sometimes I'm like, pinch me, you know, pinch me. Is this real? Are these, and these people are really doing this? And it's just, I'm humbled. I'm amazed. I'm humbled. I'm, I, I can't, there's, there's not enough adjectives. I don't, I don't have the right adjective to say how, how much I appreciate what you all have done, um, you know, genuinely. And, uh, and I think, the, you know, the other side of the equation is you get something from it, Right. I think your community members do. I think the hosts do. Certainly the heroes do. The guides do. There's, like Jake said, there's it's just there's some magic in there. Da- um, you know, Danny, what do you think, man? Uh, no, I mean, you're hitting it right on the right on the head there. Um, I mean, Jake was talking a minute ago about, and he was basically said teamwork. Everybody knows what teamwork is. But uh, um, just like as an example, this year, this year was like incredibly difficult for me. Uh, my mom was in hospice. Bought a new house, needs tons of work. My mom passed mm-hmm. away. Um, so I was under extreme I'm stress sorry. trying to put this event on this year. And um, just to mention a few names, I mean, we got Don Stalbitz, Richard Wright, Ken Stalbitz, uh, Mark Kasky, David Wittestatter, Eric Hicks, and, and John Hagwood. And, and there's many other people. But me and Dave could basically walk away next year, possibly, if Dave just says, here, here are the honey spots. Me and him could walk away. And these guys would jump up, grab the event, and it would mm-hmm. get accomplished. Um, like I said, we, we've got we've got so much help that's, that that makes our job so much easier. You know, me and Dave are just up here kind of talking to you, but there's so many people that make these events happen. All these sponsors, I mean, people just knock on our door sometimes and say, hey, uh, um, do, you, do you need any help? You know, we'll throw some money yeah. your way just to help the event, you know, be sustainable because that's what we want it to be, obviously. But uh it's just just amazing the people that help us because they you know they see everything that mm-hmm. that needs to happen and uh, they love being a part of it every year. I don't think we've had very few people who's gone and said oh, it's not for me. No, everybody's like totally in. They want to help and do a great job. Yeah. You suffer from this probably the same thing that I do. You know, the original mission set's still up there at Camp Hackett, and of course, you know it's it, it they're you don't have a huge population up there. I mean, I, I don't know when you drive by, was it like 1,500 people, Jake, up there? 1,300 yeah, people? 1,500. 1,500. It's, it's a small community. 15. But, you know, part of the problem is, you know, managing the help, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many people crawling out of the woodworks wanting to help that, I mean, you are become mm-hmm. a victim of your own success. And I was amazed way back when, when people like you, the, the hosts and the guys, because I didn't know if you'd ever want to do it again. I had no idea. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, uh, that's a great event. I mean, maybe this is one and done. I don't know, uh, you know. But, but when guys are talking about next year's event before on the event that you're on, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, we we got we got something working here. You know, this is this is this is really good stuff. So yeah, no, that's great. I appreciate you mentioning the community members. You know, I mean, many many hands make for light work, mm-hmm. and that's you know, it's also really important because I think the communities want to give back. People want to give back. They you know the 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 sportsmen, the crowd of sportsmen, the men and women out there that love outdoor sporting activities, hunting and fishing. They're by and large a pretty patriotic lot, you know. And and all the foundations done is provide a bit of a vehicle for them to, you know, touch the magic, to get involved. To you know, God bless all veterans. I like to say that you know if you put on our our, our uniform, God bless you. Okay, but if you bled in it, 
You know, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that, that to me is, you know, as a 20 year veteran myself and combat veteran myself, you know, who was not wounded in combat, you know, um, you know, I, I have a huge amount of respect for, Hey, if you were in for 15 minutes and got wounded, I'm, you know, and that's, you know, God bless you. You qualify, right? Um, but anyway, Jake, you had some questions. I think you wanted to, didn't, didn't you mention the, you had a couple things you wanted to ask some questions you want to ask. I think you wanted to put Stewie on the spot. didn't you? <laughs> well, I just, you know, I think it, mm. you know, it's important <laughs> as, you know, as we grow and stuff and, and I know their events grow like, you know, crazy. And I think as you look back, it might help someone else just have a little better perspective, but you know what, like Stu, what do you see? It's a freaking 11 years, dude. It's hard to believe, but what do you see in the future? Looking forward, if you had a crystal ball, what do you see for Southwest Ohio as changes? And, uh, you know, how do you see the future looking for you? Yeah, Jake, so it's interesting. I The, the term that came to mind was it's, it's kind of like when you have all these people that are willing to help and they're giving their time, they're they're away from their families, they're taking off work. This this uh, event kind of has a little um, um, uh, a little mode of autopilot because of the people. It kind of runs itself because everybody knows everybody's got a job to do. Like, you know, yeah, we can connect text. Hey, what are you doing? You got this, you got food, what's going on? What are the birds? But really in the end, it's, it's, it's on autopilot. And, you know, we're always trying to, you know, a stalemate is bad. We're always trying to get better at what we're doing. You know, there was some hardship this year, Danny, I'm sorry. That was, that was awful, man. And super Mm -hmm. trooper just push through bro. That's awesome. You know, and that, and that's dedication at its finest. Um, so I thank you for that. Um, you know, crystal ball whip. I, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, you know, for me personally, uh, and I, it's kind of sounds like an oxymoron, you know, it's not about the birds and the harvest and everything, but really in the end, I, I beat myself up when I get those one or twos, or three, you know, you'll have a good year, then you'll have a bad year. I mean, I, you know, like you said, man, it it, it was tough. You do. And we got to hug and it out. Hug so it, my expectation out, is always is I want these guys to see exactly. So I am trying to just get better. Like, you know, like the first element of being a successful hunter, I, with exception of like deer is, is concealment. So I'm always thinking about how, you know, when ducks are circling, how can I conceal better? And when you have concealment, you have to take into consideration the heroes and the nature of their injuries. And the nice thing about it is, is, is our support staff is impeccable when it comes to they're, they're like, and I don't want to use the word servants, but they are serving these guys in, in every capacity possible. Like, Hey, how are you guys doing? You need anything. We got bottled waters. Anybody have a headache? And so if, if I had to give you a really short answer, the only thing I can think of is I'm just trying to get better as an outdoorsman and, and increase our chances to, um, and like I said, th- their expectations are, are not mine. Um, I'm so, excuse me. I'm like, my expectations, I shouldn't make that for them. Like, you know, I, I want these guys to see, you know, five and six man limits in an hour and a half where they're just, and we can get into some of the funny, funny hunts that we had over the years where, you know, are they going to show up? Are they going to show up? Were they in here yesterday? How many were in here? That's the, <laughs> that's the funny thing about hunting is, is everybody are. that, you know, these guys aren't saying like, you know, uh, how many were in here yesterday and you know, when did they show up? So, um, 
Yeah, I think when it comes to like just basically lodging and stuff, uh, we've talked, you know, in the future about maybe moving that operation out of, I'm not going to mention where we're actually staying at, but just to, mm-hmm. you know, just for privacy purposes, we've talked about moving it to not a more elegant place because of the model that we have does work, but amenities could be a little better. I think to answer your question, that would be number one. Uh, number two would for me would just to be uh, become a better hunter and, and increase my chances or increase their chances of of harvesting a bird. And that means, you know, scouting harder. And we're doing that every year. Scout harder, better gear, uh, better concealment. And uh, that's really all I can think of. Other than that, you know, I always go back to this autopilot thing like I'm like, these guys, these are these are the brothers. They are, man. They're, it's an awesome support staff in that autopilot terminology. It, what I mean is, is everybody knows what they got to do, you know, like, you know, Don and Richard cook, you know, I go out and scout and I'm pumping fields and right. setting blinds mm-hmm. up and, and, you know, everybody's and, and the nice thing about having whip on these events and I want them back every year is just like, I don't even have to communicate to Jake. Like he knows exactly what to do. Like he knows how I think. And that just mm. makes everything <laughs> so much smoother. And of course, when nothing shows up, it's like, dude, where are the birds at? You know, I'm like, you know, how many weren't here yesterday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You've been, you've been Mother nature, man. I can't months. get her on speed no, dial. That's and a order great answer, up, buddy. You know? I really, I'm really appreciate you. But yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt you for one <laughs> second. I know you got something going the, on. You know, the pre- and, pressure, they say, you know, <laughs> pressure, pressure makes diamonds, right? That's it. And for that's Danny, that's you know, I asked, asked Stu, you know, mm-hmm. kind of looking in the future, Danny, like if you look in, you know, the, kind of in the rearview mirror, I guess you guys have have made some big changes in the past few years. Before it was strictly a waterfowl event with a mm-hmm. uh, an upland segment to it. There now, you guys have added the deer hunting, which I think is a great addition. You guys have uh, some great yes. properties there. You guys are working on like uh, looking in the rearview mirror. Any uh, any advice or any you know growing pains you could see? Boy, if I could have told myself this eleven years ago. It sure would have helped a lot. I mean, you have any any great words of wisdom? Um, I mean, in that regard, um, we've pretty much learned how to fly uh, and just be like uh, ready for any hunting condition. Uh, we, we, John, actually, I think the first year you were here, um, it was just not a ducky ducky year. We did shoot some ducks, but you know, we sh- we shifted things up and we went and hunt uh, pheasants and chucker. Um, the one year we've, we've done that like four right. or five okay. times at I the club. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, by the way, I still have that. I still have that t-shirt. I'm sorry. The black t-shirt with the emblem on it there. I still have yet. it. It's like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's in the rotation, but I don't want yeah. it to die. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, we, we just have to, if you, you host an event, you basically just have to be ready to, to do whatever. Cause you, you know how it is. Weather di- dictates everything that you could do. Um, but we've been able to shift it up. Um, and actually, I did, did hear some sad information. Um, was it uh, the place we hunted pheasants at not too long ago? Yeah. Um, mulberry pheasantry. Gentlemen, was it mulberry? Yes. Mulberry pheasantry. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, he passed right. away, which was because uh, mm-hmm. he was awesome to us. He set us up perfectly, and uh, the, yeah. the guys love that too. Uh, but, you know, we, we just have to shift gears. Um, Jake, you were kind of action. You were at, uh, talking about the uh, in the blind stuff. Dave is Dave and Jake are typically in the blind with these guys, and uh, humor is such a big part of you know get these guys to to you know just you know let their hair down and have fun. And 
And uh, Dave, you were doing the thing before where you grabbed your cell phone. And the guys were like, "When the birds are going to hear?" And you're like, mm-hmm. well, "Hold on, let me let me let me see if I ordered them." Um, okay, one eight hundred. It was uh, like ducks duck, on the way. Duck Doppler um, radar, you know. And <laughs> so, here, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to show this picture real quick. Right. Right. So this Fly. is a picture. Uh, like now. Dot com. Maybe three go. years ago. Yeah. Uh, you can see the tall specimen in the background. That would be Jake Whipke. Now these guys mm. are, and and, and we we were waited <laughs> on. They brought these. Fine, delicious cheese conies out to us. Compliments of Skyline Chili. And they had mm. coney dogs in the blind. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just. Yeah. yeah. You're they, having they, child they, delivered to your duck they, blind. <laughs> yeah. That didn't well, happen. You know, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's a famous, fo- there's a famous photo out there of Jake posing for a calendar shot oh, yeah that oh, happened yeah. right there in the pasture it did, Mr. It did. It pasture. Did. i have it I, and it's it's i mean i'm just gonna say it it you was know, it's kind of a sexy picture <laughs> hey when you got it you got it daddy when you got it you got it oh that just ripped me up <laughs> that's uh, cheese is that it? <laughs> that's Look cheese that. that's cheese in my beard whoa yeah. it yeah. was classic whoa. that's the after, the after effects yeah wow i do have it it's always classic yeah, I, well, I want to. I want to hear some. I want to hear some blind real, stories. Real, we we yeah. miss a lot of that. The, the blind stories that you and uh, you and Dave share with the. Uh, the I individuals. can go back and it's... recap on that first year, John. You had mentioned it, so yeah, we. You know, I don't don't remember if anybody actually had an iPhone, so you really can't beat the shooting. You know, uh, clock system anymore because all the they're all synced together. But I think we were looking at it like you know Iron Man watches, like. And at no time did I ever think, you know, who's got the, who's got the, you know, the fastest watch you yeah. know, on the minute count. So we were doing a countdown, and and the interesting about this field was is is you know, John, you're right. There was Absolutely. a there was a creek that, and we were all lined up. I mean, it was a firing line to say the least, and and it would have been really ugly because across the creek from us was standing corn, and I think you know. Not to do that, like divide by the yeah. bird count or multiply the bird count. You know, realistically, we had a couple hundred ducks circling us within 15 yards. And we got down to 30 seconds and they were like rounding third, heading for home, which would have been us. And Jake's like, it's go time. And they went straight back to the quarry. And I thought to myself, we were, we were on the countdown. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like it was like 25, yeah. 24. So yeah, and mm-hmm. and it, it would have been ugly. Is that what happened? I mean, I I've got it on GoPro, by the way. Uh, I had my gro- I, I I mean, I have it somewhere. I I I should have I should have looked for it, but I remember <laughs> like GoPro and I had his and, and and I remember like I was having feathers this, in this my face. Recorded. It was amazing. It, it really yeah. was. Um so to Danny, b- blind stories. Um, you know, I, the one that kind of sticks out is, uh, who's the guy that came in three years ago? I don't remember his name, but succulent. This was his pitcher and he, he cannot, uh, oh yeah. Uh, he, Randy, was it Randy? And, uh, he's from he, Oklahoma. He, I he believe. despised the TSA yeah. because he was an amputee and they Shoot. were always screwing with them at the, at the, uh. At, you know, where they're doing all the scans and everything before you check in. And at any time the TSA came up, it's succulents, you know, suck. And I don't think I ever really asked what that meant. I, I was trying to spell it at one time, but I'd never. Uh, 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always said, I apologize. Uh, apologize. Apologize. <laughs> apologize. Yeah. Apologize. But from stories. Oklahoma, apologize. Uh, <laughs> but he would say the word succulent. I'm just trying to track on this. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand how the word succulent. Well, he had such a despise for the TSA people. So whenever we brought up TSA and like, hey, you know, you know, you're going to have to go back to the TSA again. He's like, ah, succulents. I'm like, I don't know how these two are ever connected, but they were within the same sentence. So somehow they are connected to him. <laughs> it is. See, that's that, that's duck blind. Talk, um, see? I, I will. It, it, I, you can't make it up. <laughs> Only there's like a handful of people now, much more now. That, the, that, the one that, thing that, that sticks that, out, that I guess it, I could go yeah. to like the bullet point number, you know, four about like memorable. There's so many memories. Every, you know, there's not one favorite one. They are just impeccably awesome. But I do remember the one down at uh, the, the farm that was just absolutely legendary. Uh, John, uh, you weren't didn't come back in. In fact, I don't think I had Zillig's farm at the time the first year but you pointed it out though you, it was by a there was a pond you know and a and a i think on the horizon there was a a farm that you had pointed to and said something like if we could be there well I it's mean, it's, that, it's, it's basically a, a neighborhood now but interesting Maybe? enough you know I, before i would go down there, i would have to call the the, the police department <laughs> to let them know you know there's uh-huh. going to be like five crazy dudes down here just banging away so hey you know we, we're licensed up we're all good but uh there was a neighborhood right next to it and uh and it was an epic yeah. epic place i mean i could flood it i had it all to myself but long story mm. short uh we hunted uh at the northern farm and we 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 harvested a couple ducks. Um, I was looking at the weather and I saw him. There's a front coming in. Now keep in mind, it was like that comfortable pouring down rain. It wasn't like 35 degrees. So I was like, all right, we're gonna get wet and it's gonna be ugly. But uh, there was a picture that circulated out where Jake came out of this. We 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 left the one farm, went back, got some food, stopped in a speedway. Jake Jake came out of the bathroom. I think Greg Hughes had a real bad headache, and I think it went away as soon as he saw Jake walk out with just his pajamas on and his face painted. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Might have been a ninja suit on. My black ninja suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Painted up, dude, rolling right in. I, we went, I think I yes. went to Skyline yeah. like that, to be honest with you. He Everything had just else wearing, wearing what? I'm sorry, wearing what? Thermals. Like Tops my, and bottoms. My black ninja suit. Yeah. Oh, like just spandex? without anything, no, without anything spandex. over it? Camo compact. Full spandex. Full spandex. Painted up. Glorious. Came out, of the, came, glorious. Up, <laughs> came out of the, was a Safeway bathroom so, like that. <laughs> I went in as well. We, we booked <laughs> down to the Zillig farm the and we got set up Excellent. and we probably waited for a good hour, hour and a half. And uh, I think Don, it started to get cold. The temperature was dropping and I knew it was just going to get ugly fast. And it started raining, and it rained sideways. It was like forced gump rain that came in from the side. And I remember I looked over at Greg Hughes, and, and the ducks started flying. And I mean, we were just just jamming shells as fast as we could. And, and Greg looked at me, he's like, uh, is this normal? And, and, like, I looked over at his blind, and, like, he was basically just sitting in water. It was probably <laughs> two or three inches deep in his layout blind. He's like, is this normal? There's just empty halls floating. <laughs> And I think Jake's like, this is That's great, man. It's going to get better. And we, I think we all limited out and probably in half an hour. But Greg's face was like, is this normal? Are, are we supposed to be sitting in these elements? 
And, and yes, that's <laughs> I yes. love it. Well, let, you know, hmm. I, what, let me ask you because I, I, I've always, you know, sort of wondered this myself. I mean, I've been hunting ducks ever since I could carry a shotgun. I'm not a great duck hunter, but I, you know, I'm probably, you know, an average duck hunter, but I enjoy it nonetheless. But um, I don't have like a trailer full of decoys like you guys do. And you just rock up with a, a I mean, <laughs> at least you did 12 years ago. Now you might have a semi now or something. I don't know. But <laughs> back then you had, you had like a, a dual axle, you know, white, I remember white trailer that when you opened it up, it was, everything was like dress, right dress. It was perfect. It's like somebody had spent just countless <laughs> hours. It was probably you, D- Dave, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Dan. Dan, I don't know who mm-hmm. owns this trailer or who owned it. But I remember when you when the when the back dropped and it was time to put the decoys out. I was just like, "Yes, that's that's the standard right there. That these guys are serious about their 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 business." And um, anyway, I mean, I was just you know super impressed. But what, what I was wondering is. Why do the ducks fly when it's really crappy? Because every time it's really super crappy and you're a sportsman, you go, it's good duck, it's good duck weather. You know, they don't fly when it's a bluebird day, but why when it starts raining sideways and you're, you know, sitting in six inches of water and, you know, and your blinds start near, you know, starting to float away, you know, and, and, and your fingers are numb. You know, and you got snot sickles hanging out of your face. Why is it that yeah, the ducks fly? Some down? of the old timers always used to say, like, hunt the front. Anybody? <laughs> you know, I think it's just probably anything else. If you were to put it in human terms, what do we do when a storm's? What do most uh, people do when they hear snow and ice coming? Well, they go they go to the grocery store, right? Uh, they gotta they gotta pick up some chow. They don't know how long they're gonna be settled in, so they gotta get their bellies full. So uh-huh. I think there's probably a panic mode to get inside of a duck's head. My guess is the same way people would react is, is there's a barometric pressure change. And th- just like any other wild animal, they'll, they'll sense it before mm-hmm. we do. And, the, and, you know, they, the old guys used to say, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And sometimes, you sometimes you can be just as successful going uh-huh. in right in the middle of the front or hunting after the front already passes through, but you always try to hunt that front and, uh-huh. uh, and be set up before the front comes in. But my guess is probably just barometric pressure change and the atmospheric conditions. They just know th- things are getting ready to go down. Just like humans would go prepare for, you know, a, a power outage or snow coming or ice. Jake, you probably. Mm. Interesting. Well, I got to throw one more. Yeah. I'm going to throw one more out there at you. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll run around, mm-hmm. around the horn for, for, for closing comments. Cause then everybody's got, you know, a busy day ahead of you. But I, I have some parting gifts for you too. I'm going to get up out of my chair in a second. Um, so if I if I take when I take my headset off and go, go I'm going to show you something. I'm going to send you guys that are pretty cool. But yeah. anyway, um, if you had to give some advice to, to to anybody who's who's interested or maybe interested in in doing something like this, you know, starting in their own chapter, helping the foundation and our heroes, uh, mostly the heroes, you know, um, what what would you say? What would you tell them? What advice would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the advice I would tell them is, you know, it, it basically is it, is it in your heart? Uh, do you think that you, you can give back and do you think that what you think you're going to do is going to make a difference? Because, you know, if you're not totally into it and don't believe that what you can do can do good for 
individuals who've been, you know, wounded in combat and who have a lot of issues that they're trying to deal through, you know, do you think you can do it? Mm-hmm. If they think they can and they've got the resources and they've got the friend, the friends that can actually help put an event on, I'd say go for it because, you know, once you get kind of get hooked, um, you know what, you know what it does. I mean, the first event, like I said, when you see these guys come in and they're all timid and, and, and just don't know what to think. And by the end of the, the event, if you've done your job, you, you've done a lot of good for them. You've healed them, you know, mentally, you know, physically, mm-hmm. you've, you've done more than you think. So that, that's what I would tell anybody. If, if you think you can do it, um, but you got your heart's got to be in it. That's a great, that's a great way of putting it. I, I appreciate that. I think you're hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Second. Um, uh, absolutely. Stewie, you got anything um, to add to that? We're only successful in numbers and, uh, surround yourself with good, honest people that are willing to have uh, the same work ethic that you have. And that is hundred percent in all the time. I mean, we can't, Danny and I can't do this alone. I mean, we're surrounded with some great people, Ec- just excellent people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you either know, either you got it or you don't, you know, I mean, don't do it for yourself, do it for them. And, you know, I, I thought of, of something here. Um, yeah. Prior to this, the, the podcast is, is, you know, I'm just going to go back to a, a line uh, that, um, was at the very end of Band of Brothers, uh, was actually being told by uh, Major Dick Winters. And this was at the very end, the last episode, when they were uh, at the baseball game. And he was going through what happened to Easy Company guys after the war was over. And he said, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think of the men that I served with who never got to enjoy the world without war. And I've always thought about that. And I've thought like, so our job here is yeah. to is for for these you know fine young men and women to 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 come into Ohio and tell them thank you for your service, your sacrifice. John, you said at one time, respected by all, sought by none, the Purple Heart. And what we're trying to do is just let them know that there is a world out there that doesn't have to be always about war. And I'm trying to just make that parallel as is. And and it's always going to be in the back of their mind. But if we can just show them something that's just so beautiful, like Mother Nature and sportsmen, like and kind veterans that have same similar experiences, that really in the end is is yeah. mission accomplished. If if we can give them something forward to look to every day when they're going through their hard times, and it, and and it's it's in your heart to to be able to do this. Um, and I think it's uh, by and far is, is, is the, the greatest thing that anybody could do is to provide for something for somebody else other than themselves. And, and that's Danny, uh, you know, kind of compounding what you said. That's how I feel. And that's what we'll continue to do. Yep. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Well, that's, it's really, it's powerful stuff, man. I mean, they, they at the end of the day, <clears throat> you have another way of saying an alternative way of saying, that is that uh, you know you have a servant's heart, you know the 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 the, the heroes all have it, um, and that's why they call it the service. You know, every it's a volunteer. It wasn't the case in Vietnam, you know, and and in previous time, world wars, you know, there was conscript, you know, there's drafts. Um, but you know, today we have a peacetime army. Uh, you know, hundred percent of all service members are volunteers. You know, and if you they, they all raise their right hand and swear to uphold the Constitution and the orders of the officers appointed over them, and and uh, and and if you do that, you 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 are by definition, I think, a servant, a servant to this nation. You know, a, a, a soldier, a warrior, 
uh, uh, you know, of the state, if you will. And, um, you know, just because you get wounded doesn't make that, that go away. That's why, um, you know, so many people like Jake, great guides who's been, been through our guide school, um, you know, come back and want to serve. You know, they still have that in them. I, you know, what am I going to do now that I'm back on the block? You know, I mean, this idea of being back on a team. You know, I, you know, I, I got, I, I got wounded. Uh, you know, I can't no longer serve my country. I have to take this uniform off. It's the one of, you know, it's, I didn't want to take this jersey off. You know, what? I wanted to continue to wear this jersey. I fought hard for this jersey. I'm really happy that I got this jersey, and now I can't. Now I got to take it off, and I can't wear it anymore. Now, what team am I on now? You know, the retired team, I don't want to be on that team. You know, everything I loved and worked for is gone. Well, you know, so the foundation tries to, you know, I think there, there, there's a role for us, you know, put, put these guys back on a team, um, you know, share, even if it's for a long weekend, right? I mean, it it makes a difference in their lives. You guys are making huge differences in their lives, massive impact. And, um you know, and it's really, really appreciated. So I want to, you know, make sure that you guys know, again, how, how proud we are of you and how much we respect what you've done. And, uh, you know, you're, you're amazing Americans and great volunteers and you're all dads. You know, I mean, what a great thing, right? I mean, I'll bet your children are just awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, and uh, you know, I mean, that's just, I know I'm a dad, you know, I, I mean, we're all, we're all part of that club. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's the idea, right, is you're, you know, we're all trying to raise fine human beings and and at the end of the day that's that's what i think that's going to measure you know that's a good yardstick you know these you know young young men and 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 women that you know that dads are you know helping raise or raising you know go off into our society and contribute in some way some will wear a uniform some won't right um but uh yeah i i uh i think you guys have, have hit it if you don't have that in your heart you know don't don't do it you know, I mean, this is not, you're not doing this for you. Um, there's the, but oh, by the way, the PS to this is there's a ton that comes back to you, right? There's a ton that comes back to you for what you're, what you've done. And I feel it like every single day of my life, I feel that, that weight, that, that impact, that what's coming back to me, you know, and I, I try, I try really hard to just take like a mirror and, you know, and, 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 and reflect or deflect whatever's coming at me to where it really belongs, like with you people, um, the great Americans who are, who are helping this mission happen. But um, if you get involved, you know, and you decide to, to, to cross, that, cross that threshold, whether you're providing monetary support or starting a mission or turning, us, turning Purple Heart recipients onto us, um, you know, if you decide to cross that threshold, my, the, the, the warning label ought to say, you know, stand by because it's coming back at you, mm-hmm. you know, it's coming back at you in a, in, you know, in a, in a very positive way. It's going to fill your life with things that you could have never imagined. You're going to meet people that you, you know, never thought you could meet uh, or would meet. And, um, there's a lot of rich richness, you know, in this space. And I think part of the the reason that we have like a 98% rate of return, you know, in terms of our customers, you know, it's a hard, you know, it's a business way of looking at it. But, you know, the reality is that about 98% of those who start a mission stay with a mission and continue to do it year after year after year. And it's always sort of perplexed me, 
you know, why is that, you know, and, and you said, you know, um, Stewie, you're talking about, you know, it's not me, it's them and, you know, all these great people. And then, and, and that's true, you know, and, and you could walk away from it and it would continue. And that's what I was saying the other day or think about, it. I've been thinking about it for years, you know, and I don't want to take a dirt bath, <laughs> you know, none of us do, but you know, Hey, lightning strikes, you know, you name it, what happens, you know, life is fleeting. And, uh, you know, the Testament to any organization and any, any chapter, you know, I think any organization, you know, is how well it performs in the absence of its key leaders. And so that's what you're really trying to do is build this, this chapter or this, this, uh, this organization out so that, you know, really you as an individual are inconsequential. And I think, were there. I mean, at least with, with me, I mean, I could, I was, you know, jokingly saying many years ago, I can't wait for the time that people go, John who? <laughs> and that's what we want, you know, that's, that's, that's what we want. And, and, uh, you know, there's so much, there's so much power out there and wonderful because you guys have poured your heart and soul into it. And I, and I appreciate that. Um, I know they appreciate it, even though they don't typically, you know, somebody was saying the other day, did he write you a thank you letter? I go, no. And I go, wow, oh. man, that sucks. No, 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 it doesn't. They, you know, the thank you is, is you know, uh, they, they write a testimonial, right? Read the testimonial. It's the most, one. we have like, they're just like, I don't know. I mean, I counted them the other day. It's close to a thousand of them. We digitized them all and put them on, on the website, you know, under testimonials. There's like a thousand of them there. First person testimonials from the heroes that we've served over the years. And that's the thank you. I mean, read some of those things. They'll put mm -hmm. you on, you know, you probably get, you guys got books, man. It put you on some of the stuff, put you on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. John, the, I mean, I didn't mention it before, but the, the heroes that we service over the years, they are the most appreciative bunch of men I've ever met. I mean, they, they really enjoy what we're doing for them. Uh, I, I don't need a letter. I just need them to say it. And we know it. I mean, they, they, they're just exactly. incredible individuals. They, mm -hmm. they they tell us the entire way last day. I mean, they're incredible. Yeah, yeah. It makes you, you know. It's, I don't. I mean, it just it's, it's such. It's, you know, it doesn't have to get real touchy feely about it, but it, it's a feel good space. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it really is. And Jake, you you you've said this many times about how you know, it's changed your life and that, you know, relationships that you've, you know, that you've made out there across the country and, and, um, the friendships. I'd, uh, John, um, like to mention, it's, it's I'd like to stuff. Uh, say it's, thanks to, um, yeah. Tim Belinsky. Uh, so this would have been our second year for the deer hunt and just, you know, wrapping up this, mm. you know, all the support staff, you know, from Don and Danny and Mark and Ken and Richard and all these guys, like I said, it, we, we can't do it by ourselves, but I'm not going to mention landowners, but the, you know, I make it very clear to landowners, just like uh, we would, the mission, the foundation's mission is, is, you know, this, you're opening your land up and this is what it's for. And uh, really in the end, we can't do it without them. Um, and that's the nice thing about it is, is they are so appreciative. Just like Danny said, the heroes that come in, the landowners. And, and I always want to thank the foundations for the correspondence after, you know, we always follow up and they, I'll get a call saying, Hey, you know, I got a letter from the foundation and a nice, you know, framed thank you sign with, uh, you know, John McDaniel. And then they're very mm -hmm. thankful. And, and just, it, it doesn't, you know, when you tell people what you're trying to do 
they don't have to think about it for very long. And I just tell you how powerful it is. Like you're going to do what? Like you're almost expecting like a no. Yeah. <laughs> it, it isn't. And they're like, absolutely. It's not a hard, it's not a yeah, hard. When sell. are they coming in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let us know exactly, you know, what you need, if anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I like to put a shout out to like Sam Morgan and Tim Belinsky who have opened up their ground hundreds and hundreds of acres yeah. exclusively for, and, and this is a law enforcement style community where Tim Belinsky is a retired Dayton police officer. So he has quite a few guys that he knows uh, being retired that are former and current law enforcement, FBI, that he tells them, Hey, two weeks prior to these guys coming in, there's no hunting on this property. It's exclusive for them. So we, that is just heartfelt for me because somebody is opening their ground up mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're not paying them. They're just saying it's yours. Let us know if you need anything. And it's, it, it's awesome. So I wanted to make sure that those, those yeah, two gentlemen awesome. are, are, are mentioned uh, and, and they're asking us throughout the year, mm-hmm. you guys doing the event again this year. When's it coming up? Let us know if you need anything. Uh, B&B carry out is another one. It's instrumental because it's, it's at halfway point from where we stay to where we start to go hunt at. And, and really, I do want to mention it, it. It is grassroots when we look back to think that, you know, they stayed, everybody came in, they stayed at the Holiday Inn, they stayed in my barn, they stayed in the basement. I mean, we had some pretty interesting places that we laid our head down at night. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, the feathers, yeah. the feathers in the driveway. Boots Jake. in the driveway, man. Boots oh, yeah. in the driveway. It looked like, a whole couple dozen. There's everywhere. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That'll that'll speechless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. So every now and again, so I'm, I'm I, the the viewers can't see that or the listeners can't see this, but I, I, the four of us are looking at each other in this <laughs> quad st- screen. Mm-hmm. So we're we're all in geographically different locations, but I, I I'm putting up here this. This Happy Creek duck call—it's they're beautiful—and so every now and again, I'll I'll get a hold of some of these things that are I think are you know awesome calls, and then I send them off to great guys like you, so you guys can expect these coming coming at you. I think they <laughs> oh. beautiful. I'd... Stu, how's he doing? Not very good. Not very good. Sound, I'm landing at in, least with my. It doesn't sound. I'm good landing with, in the with, spread with, right now. With headphones on. It never sounds the same inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a handsome call. Anyway, you guys are getting. You, you, you expect these come when I'm. I'm getting ready to. I got the. I got my trailer all hooked up to my truck right now. Mm-hmm. I packed it this morning. I dipped my traps last night. Some of my 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 Bridger number fives got got re re dipped last night. So I'm heading up to. Camp is, that, is that what the tape oh, is nice. thumb or the thumbs taped up for? Did you did you get a little <laughs> again? <laughs> You're lucky you still again. have that baby. No, no, no. I had to man. I caught my thumb in a trap a couple of years ago. Wow. And I, had my, I wasn't, oh, wasn't going to tell. Oh, 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 oh. I tell you what, the hardest part is getting it off. Like that, 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 I'm telling you. And and you know what? I would have wished that it had got me like right, like good, but it didn't. You know, if it had got you on the knuckle or something, I could have got my fingers in there and got it off. But it got me on the thumb in the make you grow man cry meat. like a baby. And it it was oh pinchy pinch. It pinchy fun. pinch. 
It did. It did. I laughed. I, when I got it off, I laughed because I said, you're an idiot, man. But it happens, you know? I mean, hey, you, you know, if you mess around with it long enough, something's going to happen, right? So anyway, I'm going I'm going up there to hmm. <clears throat> trap some. I, got, I drew an otter tag, so I'm really excited. Oh, First man. one ever. For me, anyway, so I'm really excited about sure. going up there and 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 trying to trying to find some uh, get get on a trail of some otter and see what I can do. But anyway, um, hey, listen, guys, any saved rounds? Anybody got something you want to get off your chest? Need, need to say, all right? Well, I, I yeah, good. I really really appreciate all that you can do. It's great to see you guys again. Thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, thank your community, your families for all the the time that you spend doing this. Uh, it's really super important, and uh, you know I'm proud of all of you, and and um, yeah, you're my friends, and I appreciate what you do. Sounds good. Look, Absolutely. look forward to uh, seeing you next uh, year. You coming up? Yeah. No, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm super excited. Yeah, it's it's time, isn't it? It's time. It, it is. It's time. Oh, it definitely. Okay, gentlemen. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, thank you. We'll get this on the air soon. Have a good day. Can, okay. Sounds great. Thanks, John. Bye. Thank you guys all. Thanks, Jake. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and to heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.